TED Audio Collective. This is TED Health. I'm your host, Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter. It took less than a year for scientists to develop and distribute COVID-19 mRNA vaccines, with public reactions to this quick turnaround ranging from fascination to fear. But it turns out the technology at work in these vaccines comes from years of scientific research. In her 2021 TED Monterey talk, engineer, teacher, and innovator Catherine A. Whitehead breaks down how and why the success of the COVID-19 mRNA vaccines will pave the way for future generations to treat or even cure future diseases. This show is brought to you by Schwab. With Schwab investing themes, it's easy to invest in ideas you believe in, like active lifestyle, healthy eating, wearable tech, and more. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy as is or customize the stocks in a theme to fit your goals. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. Support for this podcast comes from The Wonderful Company. If that name doesn't sound familiar to you, you probably know the pistachios that come from this company. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Get snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. I love the various wonderful pistachio flavors. So in addition to the original flavor, I'm particularly fond of the salt and vinegar. And I keep little packets of them in my car so that I can eat and get some protein on the run. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Add a little curiosity into your routine with TED Talks Daily, the podcast that brings you a new TED Talk every weekday. In less than 15 minutes a day, you'll go beyond the headlines and learn about the big ideas shaping your future. Coming up, how AI will change the way we communicate, how to be a better leader, and more. Listen to TED Talks Daily wherever you get your podcasts. What if I told you that the pandemic will save the lives of millions of people? It's a difficult thing to consider, given how many loved ones we've already lost. But throughout the course of human history, massive public health crises have resulted in innovation in healthcare and technology. For example, the Black Death gave rise to the Gutenberg Press, and the 1918 flu pandemic led to modern vaccine technology. The COVID-19 pandemic has and will be no different. Just look at our vaccines, normally developed over many years, and the mRNA vaccines were deployed in a mind-blowing 11 months. How is that even possible? It was possible because scientists have been working for many years to get us to the point where we could use mRNA quickly in an emergency situation. Specifically, we've been working on how to help mRNA with its biggest problem, which is that it doesn't normally go 
to the right places inside of our bodies. Fortunately, we got around that problem just in time, and I'd like to tell you about the technology that we use to do it. When mRNA is administered, it's injected into our muscles or our bloodstream, but we actually need it to go inside of our cells. Unfortunately, mRNA is fragile, and our bodies will destroy it before it goes very far. You can think of mRNA like a glass vase that you'd like to send in the mail. Without a box and bubble wrap, it'll break long before it's been delivered. And without an address on the box, your postal delivery service will have no idea where to take it. And so if we're going to use mRNA as a therapeutic, it needs our help. It needs protection, and it needs to be told where to go. And that's where I come in. For over five decades, scientists and engineers like myself have been creating the shipping materials for nucleic acid drugs like DNA and RNA. Through trial and error, we've created packages that deliver intact faces to the wrong address, that deliver to the right address, but with a broken vase, packages that get ripped apart by attacking dogs, and packages that throw out the mail carrier's back. It's taken many years to get the science right. Let me tell you the result. These tiny balls of fat that we call lipid nanoparticles. Let me tell you what they are and how they work. So first of all, nano just means really, really small. Think of how small a person is compared to the diameter of the Earth. That's how small a nanoparticle is compared to the person. These nanoparticles are made up of several fatty molecules called lipids. Fat is an awesome packing material, nice and bouncy. Interestingly, our cells are also surrounded by fat to keep them flexible and protected. Years ago, scientists had the idea to create lipid nanoparticles that would act like a Trojan horse. Because the lipids in the nanoparticle look similar to the membranes that surround our cells, the cells are willing to bring the nanoparticle inside, and that's when the mRNA is released into the cell. So what exactly are the lipids in these nanoparticles? There are four ingredients in addition to the mRNA, and I'll tell you about each one. First, there's a lipid called a phospholipid. This is the primary ingredient in our cell membranes, which are the walls of fat that separate the insides of our cells from everything that surrounds them. Phospholipids have a head that likes water and a tail that likes other fatty things. So when you throw a bunch of phospholipids together in water, they form this beautiful structure called a lipid bilayer. In lipid nanoparticles, phospholipids have a similar role of keeping all of the other ingredients organized. Second, there's a lipid called cholesterol. Why, if cholesterol has a bad reputation, would we want to use it in a therapeutic nanoparticle? It turns out that while cholesterol can be bad when it's in our bloodstream, it's actually a really good thing for our cell membranes. And that's because those phospholipids I just told you about, they are entirely too free with themselves, and they are prone to falling apart. 
Cholesterol is a stiff molecule that wedges itself in between the other lipids to fill in the gaps and hold them all together. It plays a similar role in our lipid nanoparticles. It provides structural support so the nanoparticles don't fall apart in between the injection and when they get into our cells. Third, there's a lipid called an ionizable lipid. Here, ionizable means that when these particles are in the bloodstream, they're neutrally charged, which helps with their safety. Then they switch to a positive charge inside of our cells, which helps them release the mRNA. Ionizable lipids are special because they have to be made in a lab and scientists around the world have tested tens of thousands of these materials to find ones that are good at delivering mRNA safely. And because they're made in the lab, they tend to be proprietary to the company that invented them. So, for example, Moderna and BioNTech, the company that partnered with Pfizer, they discovered different ionizable lipids. And that is the only important ingredient in their COVID-19 vaccines that differ. And even then, their ionizable lipids aren't even that different, which is reassuring because when independent groups of scientists converge on similar solutions, it's easier to trust the result. Finally, one more ingredient. This one is a polymer called polyethylene glycol. So let's call it PEG. That's much easier. So PEG is a water-loving molecule, okay? So it surrounds the lipid nanoparticle and it holds it all together. You can think of the other three lipids as the box and the bubble wrap for the mRNA and the PEG as the packing tape. You may have heard in the news about a tiny fraction of people that have allergic responses to the vaccine. There is some evidence that PEG could be contributing to these allergic reactions. And that's because people are routinely exposed to PEG in cosmetic and household products, and some people have already developed antibodies against PEG. But why would this happen to some people and not to others? It turns out that every person's immune system is different, and just the same way that some people are allergic to latex, other people are allergic to PEG. It's important to keep in mind, however, that PEG has had a long history of safe use as part of FDA-approved drug formulations. And these vaccine allergies could be caused by things other than PEG. More research is needed to get to the bottom of these side effects. All right, so let's take a step back and look at our whole nanoparticle. When these ingredients all fit together nicely, the result is a delivery woman's dream. In the case of the vaccines, after these nanoparticles get injected into our muscle, they take the mRNA into our cells. There, the mRNA acts like an instruction manual that tells our cells to make a foreign protein, in this case, the coronavirus spike protein. When our immune cells see the spike protein, they rush to protect us from it, and they teach themselves to remember it so that they can kill it if it ever returns. As we speak, the mRNA vaccines are out there, saving lives from the coronavirus. They were our first 
and best tool to combat this nightmare, and they are our best hope of responding swiftly to viral variants because we can keep our lipid nanoparticle packaging the same, and all we have to do is swap out the mRNA that's inside. But here's the best part. For mRNA therapeutics, these vaccines are only the beginning. mRNA can be used to treat or cure many diseases. So in the future, we will likely have treatments for many terrible diseases, including cystic fibrosis, muscular dystrophy, and sickle cell anemia. These diseases are caused by mutated proteins, and we can use mRNA to ask ourselves to make the correct version of these proteins. We'll have treatments for cancer, breast, blood, lungs, you name it. We'll use mRNA to teach our immune cells how to find and kill cancer cells. And then, if we're lucky, we'll have vaccines against some of the most deadly and feared pathogens across the globe, including malaria, Ebola, and HIV. Some of these products are already in clinical trials, and the success of the COVID-19 vaccines will pave the way for future generations of these therapies. This is how the pandemic will save the lives of millions. It catalyzed the most rapid vaccine development in history and brought to life a niche, previously unapproved form of technology. And in our desperation, we gave that technology a chance. Now, we're collecting long-term safety and efficacy data from hundreds of millions of people. And with these data, interest in the technology, funding for the technology, and trust in the technology will continue to grow. Looking ahead, the packaging and delivery of mRNA to the right organs and tissues will continue to be one of the most significant challenges to implementing this technology. And so my colleagues and I are going to be busy for a very long time. Ultimately, I'm here with a message of hope. We are on the cusp of a revolution. mRNA is about to change the world forever, and it's all thanks to these fatty little balls that take this miracle medicine to exactly where it's needed. Thank you. You're growing a business, and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate, no coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.